feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And welcome to the Rita Cosby Show. It is down to the wire. And boy, if you are just tuning in right now, uh, the latest in the Georgia Senate runoff has Raphael Warnock 50.1% of the votes, Herschel Walker 49.9%. It is a nail biter. The race has not been called. 7,000 votes only separate the two men. 86% of the vote is in. And hopefully we may know later on in the show who actually will either stay in the Senate or be headed to the Senate. The polls have closed now. They've been closed for a few hours and all the votes are being counted. A huge number also, by the way, of early voting a number of those mail-in, a number of those in-person as well. And in just about two or three minutes, we are going to be talking to former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins, who is right there on the ground to get his sense of what this race is going to look like tonight. Will Herschel Walker be going to the Senate? And boy, is that a pivotal race, because think about what that means. That means it is a 50-50 Senate Of course, Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker, and that doesn't change anything there. But what it does mean is what if Joe Manchin, what if Kirsten Sinema, a number of times they are voting with the Republicans, and that means the Democrats have no buffer whatsoever. And so that's why this vote is extremely important, especially for the Republican Party, because if they can get that and then once in a while on an economic issue, certainly when it comes to drilling and a whole bunch of other stuff, Joe Manchin's been on their side. And so who knows what could happen in terms of positions And especially as we are looking at the GOP, they are planning to definitely do a whole series of congressional hearings, a variety of hearings, whether it's Hunter Biden, whether it's the border, whether it's Joe Biden. Uh, It could be a variety of huge, huge issues that are on the plate right now. Fauci. So think about it. It would go to the House, then potentially a number of things could go back up to the Senate if it ever got to any sort of an impeachment kind of trial of whether it had to do with Biden or a Mayorkas, which some people are talking about. Uh, Whatever it is, it is so pivotal to have any sort of vote you can get, especially when it is so tight in the Senate. Of course, the Republicans are going to have the House, but we may find out tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show if it will be a 50 50 Senate, and that would be big news for the Republicans. If Herschel Walker can pull this out, some of the new polls right before today basically showed him within the margin of error in some polls, three behind and some four behind and some less than that. And boy, has this been a spirited, spirited election season. Of course, Georgia finishing off the election season just like it did last time. And here is Herschel Walker in basically the last few hours saying it comes down to turnout. Take a listen. 
What do you say to those people, men in particular seem to have voted in lower numbers. What do you say to them that have not voted yet and why it's important to vote tomorrow? Well, what I would say to them is they got to get out and vote. And that's what we're trying to do now is get turnout, come rain, sunshine, snow. You got to get out and vote because if you don't vote, you're going to get more Chuck Schumer and also uh, President Biden because Senator Warnock has shown that he's always going to vote with them. And if you vote for Herschel Walker, you're going to get someone that's going to give you a voice in Washington because I'm going to be with the Georgia people. I always will be with the Georgia people. So you got to get out and vote. And meantime, Raphael Warnock, the Democrat who, again, every turn was just trying to smear Herschel Walker, turned out also his ex-wife said he ran over her foot. Uh, so there was a lot in his background to look into as well. Uh, but here is Raphael Warnock uh, making his final case. I'm glad we're dancing tonight, but don't dance too much. Don't spike the football before we get it into the end zone. We are going. My opponent was an amazing football player. I grew up watching him in the 80s. He was a great running back, and we getting ready to send him running back to Texas. Not so fast. Right now, 50% to 50%. Uh, it is about 2,000 votes separating the two men at this hour, and it is any man's race. And let's go right now, if we could, to former Georgia congressman, my friend Doug Collins, who joins us here live on the Rita Cosby Show. Uh, Doug, uh, what is your take? Boy, it is right now, it is literally 50.0 to 50.0. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is wild, Doug. Hey, it is wild, right? And it's good to see. I mean, Walker has made a, a very good showing. Um, you know, to in, in this race, his race has been tight, just like it was a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I, again, I'm holding out hope, but hope uh, also meets reality. And right now, unfortunately, most of the votes are still around Atlanta. So what we've got to hope for is those votes in Fulton County, DeKalb County, uh, Cobb County, which have about 40%. Uh, between 40% and 35% of the vote left out in those two counties uh, are just hiding the day of voters for uh, Walker, which is what we're, which is what Walker has won the day of voting. We just there's just got to be enough of them there uh, to do that. Unfortunately, those have been 80, 20 counties for Raphael Warnock. So uh, again, yeah. holding out hope, but the reality is Atlanta hasn't finished coming in yet. Yeah, and as you know, um, Doug, you know, that is typical in, in a lot of these big cities across the country where yeah. they are so heavily, heavily Democratic, um, and yet, you know, many, many of the outskirts um, often vote the other way. What about all the early votes that came in? Talk about, because there was an enormous amount. It was 1.9 million early votes. Um, have they all been counted, and where? who are they yeah. breaking for? Warnock. Uh, they, they, mostly they have all been counted. Most of those vote for Warnock and, and because really, Rita, we're seeing this across the country. And I, and I think Republicans, and I've heard a lot of Republicans now starting to say this. I was saying it and I've talked to you about this. We've got to use whatever the, the law allows. And if that means early voting and you have a state like Georgia, which was made its voting more secure, made its voting laws more secure, you know, doing the things that need to be done. Um, then, then Republicans have got to get out and vote because what happens, in especially in a race like this, you have basically one week of early voting. And, you know, if you can't get there on Election Day, then, then you miss that chance to vote. 
And a friend of mine was talking about this today. They opened it up, and I think the, the court misread the law, which the law actually said you couldn't do this, but they opened it up for a Saturday and Sunday a week ago. Uh, Democrats poured into those. Uh, they went out and got people to vote. And I wonder how many of those votes now, as you look at this, because the Democrats took the time to say, hey, I want you to go vote today, may have been the difference in that person voting at all. So, uh, again, we just got to get better and making sure that our voters will use any opportunity legally there available to us to go vote. But right now what's happening, it looks like, and I think this will, and, and again, just on an initial surface look, the early votes favored Warnock fairly heavily and probably will favor, and that's where we're seeing the, the ending result here. And again, those early votes, have they all been counted, Doug? So the only thing we're waiting for now are just polls. Give us sort of like the lay of where are they day of votes that we're waiting for? Is it a combination? There's probably a few of the absentee ballots. There may be a few that are out there that still, you know, military ballots still have to come in. Um, and they have, well, they haven't. Let me rephrase that. They have until, I think, Friday to come in. They have to be postmarked by that. But uh, you're seeing these are day of voting now. We're, we're down to day of voting. Uh, which are favoring Walker, which is why I think that it is good that we're still seeing it very close. Um, uh, but again, where we're, we, we've run out of some of the bigger Republican counties, and that's the concern that I have looking at it and just being honest about the votes, is I, I'm concerned that the, the counties that are left out are historically, and this is not new, this is not breaking news, these counties are Democrat counties, 80-20. We've got two counties, uh, Reed, and this is a concern for, for Republicans in, in Georgia. Although, l- let me just not dwell on this race for a second. Remember, let's, let's take everybody back. Four weeks ago, the Republicans swept every race in the state of Georgia. Okay? We're, we're still red. There's issues with this, this you know, race that we're seeing, but Republicans are still there. But you had two counties in tonight – Henry uh, Clayton County and DeKalb County that are voting at 90 percent Democrat. Wow. Wow. And, and you're t- and these are t- several hundred thousands of votes. So you're talking, you know, five, 10, 15 percent of the entire total vote in the state of Georgia coming from these counties. What is how important it is, is it? Um, and I was explaining a little bit, Doug, but how important do you think it is uh, to get that 50-50 Senate if Herschel Walker could pull it out? Even if, you know, right now, uh, as you said, it may be tough. Uh, it's certainly a, a very tight race. But how key is it basically from a legislative standpoint and for the American public to have a little more balance? Well, I think there's two things. Number one, let's continue to make, my, to make Chuck Schumer work for it. Okay, that's the way I just sort of look at this. He's under a power sharing agreement right now with Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate. That would be great to keep that so that they can't in committees. They're even in committees so that if you have a Democratic objective that they want to push through, they and it's evenly voted in the committee. They have a harder time than bringing it to the House floor because then you have to involve all the members. And as I heard you were talking about this, then you do bring in the mansion of the cinema or the or the occasional other tester or somebody that you might could pick off that would keep a a bad appointee and we've seen this happen you know a bad appointment a bad judge or somebody from being on the bench that's the first thing the second thing is is keeping it 50 50 puts us in a very good position going forward into the 2024 cycle which i know nobody wants to hear about tonight i get it but you know there's going to be a lot more the democrat map is terrible for them as far as having to defend almost 22 out of 30, 23 to 24 out of seats 
out of the 33 that are going to be up, they're going to have to defend, which gives us a very good opportunity to win the Senate in 2024. And if we have this seat, it just puts us one step closer. Yeah, no, that is that is a, a much better map, of course, for the Republicans right around the corner. Talk about also, Doug, how just how I think vicious uh, this campaign cycle really was, and especially with Georgia. I mean, they were like, you know, pulling out all the stops against Herschel Walker and, you know, even Barack Obama going down there constantly. Joe Biden, MIA, uh, which is a whole other thing, wildly unpopular. You know, you know, it's bad when the president doesn't go, but they bring the ex-president. But just how nasty it got and sort of the strategy behind doing whatever they could to smear Herschel Walker. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was the plan all along. You know, look, at least Biden went to Massachusetts. I mean, he still don't know where the border's at, but, you know, um, you know, but that's where he campaigned for him because he wasn't welcome here. This, the, the very thing Warnock was desperately trying to avoid and why this was an issue was he was being tagged with the Biden, you know, administration, the economy and everything else. So they didn't want him down here. The, so as you look at this, the viciousness of this campaign, this is also why primaries are important. And Walker was easily, easily ahead in the primary. So there was never a Republican vetting in many ways of just basic issues that the Democrats with their friends and accomplices in the media just waited for Herschel to become the nominee in June. And if you remember, Rita, less than a week after Herschel became the nominee in, at the end of May, June, July was filled with nothing. But, you know, hammered stories after hammered stories of portraying Herschel Walker in a bad light. And it's been there ever since. And, you know, that's what Herschel and them had to overcome. It's very difficult when you also have 50 to 60 million dollars of campaign money. But then you have the, the national media emphasizing the stories as well. And so, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, again, I like to say that it's, it's different, but it's not. I mean, these are campaigns that happen. This was just strategically done by the Democrats to try and tear down Walker and it's a testament to his staff and to his team and himself that you know this race is as close as it is not yeah it is amazing by the way uh, and everybody we're talking to the great former congressman of Georgia Doug Collins here on the Rita Cosby show Doug also huge money went into this um, I mean literally when you're looking at the numbers on both sides right and on the other hand the Democrats pulled out a lot more money it looks like Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, here's a read. If I was to tell you and I look, I've been around this for a long time. If I was to tell you that in 14 days, a candidate can raise uh, for uh, can raise um, 21 million dollars, you would say and I would say that gum, that's pretty good. Well, that's what Walker did. But here's the problem. The uh, Warnock folks raised 51 million wow. in the same time frame. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to a, a, another. Uh, I was on with another interview just a little bit ago, and, I, and I'm hitting this. De- Republicans, we've got to get. There's two things Republicans have got to get ready for. Number one, we got to we got to participate in the election process as a whole, and then change what we don't like in the legislatures when we win the legislature, so that our elections are secure and safe, and we know that it's secure. But until then, use every available. You know, get anybody out to vote early. Go help pick up ballots if that's, your state allows that. Do whatever you need to do. Number one. Number two, we have got to get primaries behind us, fight like Republicans in the primaries. But once the primary is over, suck it up and go. Okay, there's not a Republican on the ticket that I could see in almost any state. And I traveled to a lot of states this year that I would rather see a Democrat in that seat than that Republican. 
We've got to get that better. We don't do that very well. And then number two, three, I'm sorry, we've got to get back to where we put small dollar donations and the infrastructure for turnout and voter turnout. Those are things that's got to be emphasized. Democrats do it far better than we do. And a lot of it is because uh, we just don't share. We don't uh, have common goals that the Democrats do. We have a lot more individualized goals. Those are three things right off the bat we've got to start looking at before the 2024 cycle. Wow. And by the way, uh, we are hearing uh, there are some in the media who are calling it for Warnock. Uh, by the way, yeah. uh, NBC is just calling it right now. We're being told uh, MSNBC uh, has called it. Some of the other stations have not called it. Uh, but MSNBC, uh, just in the last few seconds, just real quick, your reaction, Doug, uh, real quick. Unfortunately, it's what you and I were talking about a few minutes ago, the, the votes that are they're just not the path for the votes. And that's what they're looking at right now. Hope well, You can hold out hope, but they're looking at the same thing I just explained to your wonderful listeners a minute ago. The votes are just in the wrong place right now. Yeah, and that is uh, the math is tough. And especially as you talked about those outstanding uh, counties, of course, heavily Democratic. Uh, but wow, what a tight one. We'll see, by the way, if the other ones call it. Sometimes uh, that happens and it goes back and forth. We will see right now. It looks like it is just MSNBC. Uh, former Congressman Doug Collins, thank you so much for being with us on such an important night. We really appreciate it. Well, no problem. It's always good to be with you. Take care. Oh, you too. Thank you so much, Doug. And everybody, when we come back, we're going to take your calls. Again, right now, just one network calling it for Warnock because those numbers are coming in. What is your reaction and what do you think this means for the Senate and for the state of campaigning, as Doug was so eloquently talking about? 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And if you are just joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show, results are coming in in the Georgia Senate runoff with Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, MSNBC, and now CNN calling it for Raphael Warnock in just the last few minutes. Some of the other networks have not called it yet, uh, but there is a big, big disparity now that some of the counties have come in. If you're just tuning in, we were talking with former Congressman Doug Collins. He pointed out that Fulton and like DeKalb County and some of these other counties where some of the major urban centers, the big, big cities, of course, in Georgia, like Atlanta, which is, you know, in one of those key counties, well, suddenly those numbers are coming in. And that changed it quite a bit, as you can imagine, heavily Democratic areas. And right now it is about 30,000 separating Warnock and Walker. And in just the, the last few minutes here, Fox News has now just called it as well for Raphael Warnock, who will now stay in the Senate as the Democratic senator there, the second Democratic senator there, of course, with Ossoff in the state of Georgia, now that some of the big urban areas, those big, big cities that typically are Democratic in many states across the country, and also big early voting came in, big, big early voting. Uh, you just heard from Doug Collins how he thinks it is so important that Republicans, A, need to start to work together and also need to start looking at the legal avenues like the Democrats do, 
Uh, if they're allowed to do ballot harvesting in certain states where it is legal, he's saying they need to start doing it, that they need to not just rely on day of votes because it's so difficult to make up the difference. We saw it in the John Fetterman race, by the way. Think about it in the John Fetterman race. There was already like 700,000 early votes before he even did that debate with Dr. Oz. So even though I thought Dr. Oz definitely beat him in that debate, how the heck could he almost make up the difference because there was so much and a huge portion of that was Democratic vote. The Democratic machine knows how to get them out, get them out early, take advantage of what the system allows. Uh, So that's why Doug Collins says that Republicans need to start working on getting early voting, cannot just rely on big turnout because there was such a massive, massive vote count even before Election Day. We're going to take your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from the New Orleans area where Kenner police officers saved three people from a sinking vehicle. Officer Clarence Carr responded to a 911 call from motorists who had been involved in a sinking car accident just after 1 a.m. Now, Officer Carr located an occupied vehicle sinking in a sludge pit in a construction zone. The vehicle had been stuck in a sludge pit there, it seemed like, for some time. Carr recognized that the vehicle was occupied but was sinking, and he then entered the sludge and called for assistance as he began pulling the occupants occupants feverishly out of the vehicle. Water was filling the vehicle as the officer was pulling those occupants out. He even had to cut one unresponsive passenger out of the vehicle. Uh, It was a very dramatic rescue, and Carr was then assisted by four additional Kenner Police Department officers, as well as a number of first responders, who then also entered the water and assisted with moving the occupants to safety. Each passenger was then transported to a local hospital where they were stabilized, and the Kenner police chief commended the officers and all those involved in this action, saying they saved the lives of those involved in this wreck, saving them from the sludge pit. Wow, what a dramatic story and a dramatic rescue. And that's why we always love heralding the great work of the men and women in blue. Well, if you are just joining us, the race has been called for the Georgia Senate runoff. Now, a number of networks are calling it for Raphael Warnock, who now wins re-election to the Senate in Georgia. Uh, now that the results are coming in, we're seeing it's looking like almost, boy, almost about a 40,000 uh, vote disparity uh, in, of course, still some of the bigger areas, the bigger urban areas there, uh, still not even getting all the results in. And that seems to be where Raphael Warnock and typically many Democrats do very, very well in the major big cities. And that was the case in the counties that are in and around Atlanta did very, very well for Warnock, heavily, heavily. Um, and yet, uh, as we could see some of the results coming in right now, 
from Herschel Walker. He did much better in some of the suburbs. And at one point, it was 50-50, 50 50.0 and 50.0. But when they finally started counting those in some of the big, big cities, especially, again, in and around Atlanta, the numbers dramatically shifted in favor of Warnock. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. I agree with Doug Collins that Republicans, first of all, they like fight amongst their young. There is still so much division in the Republican Party. I mean, you can even see it now as there's this battle for House Speaker. You know, there's Kevin McCarthy who says that he wants to be the Speaker, that a majority clearly want to have. And yet there are others within the party who are fighting him. It seems like the Democrats, they kind of fall in line. And even if they don't agree with certain things that maybe like an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others say, well, they just kind of don't really vocalize it. They just try to kind of ignore it. And they all seem to vote as a unit. They also certainly do a lot with ballot harvesting. They also do so much with early voting. And with all of the things that are allowed in a number of states. And, of course, there was a lot of questions about, you know, election integrity and all that stuff. But if you look at the laws that are on the books in a lot of places where there are legal drop boxes, where there are um, early voting and extended hours for early voting, and when you see all of those things, Doug Collins says Republicans have to do a better job of working within the laws that are on the books and taking advantage of them. In other words, making sure you get out the vote. Republicans typically wait for day of election to get all their voters out. And clearly, uh, most Republicans come on day of, but you can't bank on that. What if it's a rainy day? People don't want to come out. What if somebody gets sick? What if somebody has to drop somebody off in their family or just doesn't feel well or doesn't feel like coming out and voting that day? It is so much easier when you start on Election Day with literally hundreds of thousands. And in this case, almost two million votes were in in this runoff. It was one of the highest numbers historically because people were so interested in it. But that get out the vote effort clearly looks like it has worked in Raphael Warnock's favor. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think... Republicans need to play at least the same early voting game, doing what is legal, what is on the books, and really doing a much better early get-out-the-vote effort. We saw it, by the way, in Florida. Ron DeSantis actually had a big, big amount of the early votes. They really seemed to do great canvassing. They had a much better structure in getting out the vote early. So when those early votes were counted, they actually were going in favor of him, which was really significant and highly unusual, by the way, for a Republican. Typically, it's the Democrats do well. And the question is, how much better did they do than the Republican with those early votes? And again, I brought up Fetterman. Fetterman, who had a disastrous debate, the only one he agreed with, remember, the only one he would do. He was delaying it, delaying it, delaying it because he had a stroke. He clearly was having trouble communicating. There's no doubt about that. And yet so many people did their early votes before they saw him in the debate. And you wonder, would they have even voted for him? Maybe they, even if they were Democrats, he might have just stayed home uh, because he was so abysmal in the debate. But they couldn't take their vote back. So getting out those early votes and getting out as many as possible is pivotal. And by the way, in the Georgia race, who could forget 
Uh, you had Barack Obama. You had everybody out there campaigning big time and blasting Herschel Walker. I mean, the smearing against this guy, uh, everything. They were just like hitting him with everything they could. Here is Barack Obama uh, just a few days ago blasting Herschel Walker. Since the last time I was here, Mr. Walker has been talking about issues that are of great importance to the people of Georgia. Like whether it's better to be a vampire or a werewolf. This is a debate that I must confess I once had myself. When I was seven. Then I grew up. In case you're wondering, by the way, Mr. Walker decided he wanted to be a werewolf. Which is great. As far as I'm concerned, he can be anything he wants to be. Except for a United States Senator. And listen to Warnock himself, who was on Joy Reid on MSNBC. Uh, He didn't hold anything back. I, I do think it's disgraceful for someone who's running for public office to be unwilling to tell us the truth about the basic facts of their life, uh, telling us lies that are easily disputable. Like, we, we all know that Herschel Walker is not a police officer. Yeah, I mean, he had a badge. And, <laughs> yeah, well, he wears his lies as a badge of honor, literally. Uh, but we know, we, we know he's not a police officer, and I think that uh, tomorrow night, the people of Georgia are going to stand up and, and say, we know he's not a U.S. senator also. Yeah, they're mocking Herschel Walker. There were a lot of Democrats saying, oh, he's he can't talk. He's not uh, eloquent. And yet they were basically saying that John Fetterman uh, was, you know, like, a, you know, should win like a debate competition, that he's like the most eloquent speaker ever and a brilliant man. I, I mean, who are they kidding I mean, this was outrageous. Boy, were they smearing him. And then they went after him because they were basically saying, and listen to this allegation. This was Warnock on Joy Reid last night, same interview where he was talking about the other, basically saying, you know, essentially, basically kind of using the race card, like he is being used by the Republicans, he basically said, uh, because he's what, he's an African-American and an African-American can't be conservative. I mean, like he's just some like gopher. Take a listen to this. Are you concerned that Herschel Walker and whatever his capacity is, his abilities are, that he is being used a bit by the other side, that the Republicans don't want him to be a senator. They want him to be a tool. Here's what we know. We know that he is unprepared. We know he's unqualified. And it gives me no pleasure to say this, but as a preacher, I'm in the business of truth telling He's unfit to represent the people of Georgia in the United States Senate. From the guy who his ex-wife said he has huge anger issues, so much so that he ran over her uh, with his vehicle, ran over her foot. So, I mean, this guy, uh, believe me, is not squeaky clean. And then there were questions about his summer camp. And, boy, there's a lot of dirt there. But everything was being thrown at Herschel Walker. 
saying he was just being used by the Republican Party as if he had no mind of his own. I mean, it is an outrageous, disgusting, despicable comment. What are your thoughts, everybody, tonight as we're just getting word again? Uh, Raphael Warnock has been declared the winner by multiple networks now, winning re-election to the U.S. Senate in Georgia uh, when the votes were coming in from Atlanta and some of the other big areas uh, getting a significant lead because of those major, major cities. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do the Republicans need to do to win in the future and why do you think warnock pulled it out was it the smears was it the machinery on the democratic side i think part of it as you heard is that i think the democrats work together as a unit and republicans right now there's such a difference between a mitch mcconnell republican and a trump republican and so many other different Republicans, it's like ice cream, uh, is it uh, strawberry, pistachio, which one? Whereas it seems like uh, the Democrats just take one flavor and that's it. Even if they don't like it, they take it just so they can vote as an autonomous unit and power in numbers. Let's go to Max in New Jersey, who is on line six. Max, your thoughts about this? Yeah, Rita. So what we saw in Georgia, again, was the early voting like we saw in Pennsylvania, everywhere the early voting pu- pushed Warnock over the line, and it's this isn't a first-time thing. The Republicans made a big made a big deal about early voting when it first came out, saying that in mail balloting there's going to be fraud. And, and I remember in, here in Jersey in the twenty in the 2021 New Jersey race where we saw you know, I mean, it was very interesting. We saw this truck driver flip this big Jersey Democrat, but at the last minute. The, a bunch of mail-in ballots came in, and the race was called for Murphy. Was called for Murphy. So we and and no, but that flipping. But but you know, but Max, your your point is about um, the early voting is is a really great point, and we saw that. Listen, we saw that. I mean, even in the presidential race, uh, where suddenly these early votes got cast, and and they suddenly got checked, and. Uh, you know, uh, wh- however people feel about the 2020 elections, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who still have issues with the 2020 election, a lot of those numbers came from the early votes, came from some of these states which allow for ballot harvesting, which is, is pretty incredible because it's easy to, I would think, uh, to not be able to necessarily keep track of everything. But there are things that are legally on the books. And the other thing that that you know, uh, and not, and we, again, we don't know where all the votes can, and there's a lot of questions there about that election. But if you look at what is legal in certain states where they are able to go and get multiple signatures, multiple, you know, uh, different results, bring them in, maybe to ner- from nursing homes and from other places like that, where they are able to do extended early voting. Some of those COVID rules that stayed in place, as we saw in the midterms, Doug Collins' contention here on the show is that if it is legally on the books, you can't just have the Democrats using it to their advantage and the Republicans not doing anything and just, you know, relying on the same old formula because vote have changed, voting has changed, 
And a lot of those COVID rules have stuck in so many of the states. Your point is a great one, Max. Thank you. Let's go to Terry, uh, line five. Terry, your thoughts about all this. What do you think happened with Warnock to pull this out? Hi, Rita. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I think the answer is simple. The establishment Republicans do not rally around the nominees, and that's why we narrowly lose these elections. And it's, that's just the bottom line. They don't, they don't support the, the nominees ever. You know, when was the last time you've heard anybody, like, stand up for the, the nominees, like, like you hear the Democrats step, step forward? And it's, and it's terrible because we narrowly miss these elections, um, and it's scary because you really have to think, like, why are we missing them? Is it, is it you know, is it really, is it really being fair? Is it really being like a... You know, is there, is there really a fair election going on or is there something going on where it's, it's just in favor of the Democrats? Um, you know, yeah, well, I, that's I well, that's why. And, and you know what? I mean, obviously, um, you know, I'm one of those people, you, you know, you want to see where it all came from. But if you look at tonight's results, there was a lot of early voting that came in. I mean, a huge amount, almost two million in early voting. And typically, Democrats have always done better. What's happened with the early voting is that now it's become standard, you know, like before COVID, it was like, you know, not that many people really early voted. But as a result of sort of people accepting it, just like the workplace. I mean, I think, Terry, if you look at what's happening in workplaces in America, a lot of people working remotely, a lot of them didn't come back. Um, and especially in some of the big cities, people were still able to work from home. And if they got used to voting a little bit where they were absentee voting or doing it on their own schedule on a Saturday or long hours, if you suddenly had, you know, a week and a half or two weeks of early voting, people kind of like that where they didn't have to just rely on that one day and they got into that habit. And I think the Democrats have absolutely taken advantage of that system. They see it. They know it. That's why they keep trying to push it. That's why they keep saying, oh, we got to keep the same rules. And unless Republicans can change the rules, they got to start playing by the same rules. That's my point, Terry. What are your thoughts? Um, no, I, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. And the other side of it is that um, just taking a poll amongst my friends and, my, and peers that I'm, I'm around, a lot of people also feel why vote. Um, and these are Republicans speaking that, that that when I mention you know who I'm speaking to, they're they're Republicans and they're thinking why bother to vote because they know how it's going to turn out in the end. It's not going to matter. And there's some people you just can't convince that their vote does count, unfortunately, because they've seen what's gone on in after election after election, and they're just they're, they're disgusted and they just feel like nothing's going to change until everything changes. And you can't just do one offs. It's it, you know, it's got to be like a big group effort to just make a huge change. And until it, like one's out of steam, that's when it will change. And they're just going to sit and wait for that. And that's a shame because we do have chances to change things here. And we're not taking those chances. We're, not, we're just we're letting those chances pass us by, Rita. That's really the sad part. Again, you know, not you bring up a great point. People that deserve it. Terry, you 1,000% bring up a great point because a lot of people feel so disenchanted with the whole system that they don't get involved. And then, and that's why I tell people, even how disenchanted people feel after, especially after you look after the midterms or how you might feel tonight, uh, that Warnock won versus Walker, if you wanted Walker to win, you know, if you're sitting there, you, unless you go out and vote, you shouldn't be complaining. And you know what? Uh, apathy is not a solution to it. 
Um, I think, you know, I think the thought of how to fix it or at least play by the same rules and, and then at least you can feel like it was a fair fight. But if you stayed home and didn't get engaged, um, and the other thing too, we just heard also from Doug, such big money, more money came in from the Democrats, a lot more money than the Republicans in this particular race. Uh, and that's shameful too, because unless you're like playing by the same amount of money and the same rules of the game, uh, how can you really compare the two? You know, if you see that he spent, uh, you know, Doug was talking about like in the same time period, in a four day period, uh, Warnock raised $50 million and Walker raised 21 million, which is, and any count is a good number, but not compared to 50. And, and then suddenly you've got like much better canvassing. They go to all the neighbors, they get out the vote. And unless you feel like you really did everything you can, uh, you can't sit back and say, well, you know, maybe there's something rigged or maybe there's this. Uh, do it on the same playing field and then you can make that allegation. But, you know, unless you don't do it, unless, you know, it's like it's like the lottery. You know, you can't be in it if you know you can't win if you're not in, you know. Uh, what are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. I think the Republicans got to push for early voting big time and get a bigger machine. And they got to stop quibbling amongst themselves. They got to work together as a unit for the sake of the country. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Again, Raphael Warnock uh, still commanding an even bigger lead. He has now been officially declared reelected to the U.S. Senate, the Democrat winning. It is still, uh, I mean, it was a tight race. It really, really was. And so far, the percentages are showing much better, uh, that Walker did actually much, much better than expected. Basically, all the polls I saw Pretty much had them four, five, six. Some had two, three. Uh, but at this point, um, it is 50.7 for Warnock. Again, officially declared the winner. And Walker, 49.3. Uh, so Walker certainly held his own. But there was a huge get-out-the-vote effort early, so much so that 2 million early votes, 1.9, came in to Georgia before even Election Day. Is it time for the Republicans to start playing by the same rules as Democrats? Uh, let's go to Alex, uh, line seven in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Alex, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, thanks for taking the call. First of all, I'm really surprised at the Democratic turnout on for this election race because they already secured the Senate, so I would think that they'd be more chilled about voting. So obviously the ballot harvesting um, cause more Democrats to vote. But I think that just to say that ballot harvesting and early voting is what's responsible for this outcome is wrong, because if you look at the November 8 election results, um, Brian Kemp won by 8 percent and by eight points. And then you had Herschel Walker, who was tied with, with um, Raphael Warnock, and they had the same early voting and ballot harvesting shenanigans going on before the November 8 election. So, so what, what do you think it comes down to, Alex? That's an interesting point. What do you comes, think it comes down to? It comes down to, I think, Trump in certain states. The Democrats hate him so much that Democrats are going to go out and put sacrifice more of their health and welfare just so not to have anybody that's endorsed by him in power. 
Oh, that's an interest. Alex, thank you very much for the call. That's an interesting point because they will do anything to try to defeat a Trump candidate. Um, and certainly, listen, Trump certainly gets out the vote in both directions. That's for sure. We'll continue with your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. If you are just joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show, the Georgia Senate runoff election has now just been called in the last few minutes. A number of networks calling it for the Democrat Raphael Warnock winning re-election to the U.S. Senate in Georgia. Herschel Walker doing better than expected for sure, better than the polls had expected it. And right now, uh, they are just about a point and a half ahead, uh, but a number of those key areas like Atlanta and some of those others that have been voting heavily Democrat uh, have gone by the way of Raphael Warnock, and it has been declared that he will now be returning to the Senate. That makes the U.S. Senate 51 Dems, 49 GOP, and then they also have Kamala Harris, who is the tiebreaker. Remember, you never know what happens with Manchin and Cinema. Uh, every vote counts, uh, but this certainly helps the Democrats tonight. And in the last few minutes, the White House is basically saying this is a win for President Biden. Somehow the Biden team is claiming victory of all of this, even though Biden wasn't even in the state of Georgia. They didn't want him during this runoff period. You know, it was uh, Barack Obama who was there. But Biden himself is so widely unpopular that he did not go to Georgia, but he certainly was trying to at least verbally boost Warnock. Take a listen. This is what he said uh, before Election Day. I can't think of anything he had voted for with us. I, there, there may, I, 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 you know, I, I know it's a problem because I'm saying he votes 98 percent of the time with Joe Biden. I wouldn't tell him that on the phone, but uh But now the White House is saying, well, this is a win for Biden's policies, Uh, even though they were like, stay away, Mr. President, please. And it looks like that strategy at least did work for Warnock. And joining us tonight to talk about this Twitter suppression and so much more is my friend, the great former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Um, Rudy, what's your reaction uh, to the news about Warnock? Why do you think he pulled it out and was able to keep his seat there in Georgia? Well, I mean, we just have to face the fact that uh, Georgia has become a lot more of a a Democrat state than I I realized. I I always thought it was a temporary problem partially caused by the difficulties of the 2020 election and uh, the confusion with the runoff election, you know, last time. And, but there's there's a um, very large Democrat vote in the northern part of Georgia. It seems very solid. Uh, Warnock is a pretty darn left Demo- Democrat. I mean, he's the kind of Democrat you think would be defeated in Georgia. You think of Georgia, even if it is 
leaning somewhat Democrat to be more conservative. And yeah, he's far, to... far left. You're right, Rudy. He's a he's a he's, he's any, like a Bernie he's Sanders lefty. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's any he's anything but a moderate Democrat. So now he did he did kind of keep that under control, and he's a pretty pretty good candidate. So a good candidate can mask a lot of things. They spent a tremendous amount of money. I I thought I heard 120 million. I'm, I may be that may be the entire amount for both of them. But I thought I heard that 120 million was spent on Warnock. Yeah, that I'm not surprised. I, I think that is correct. By the way, I believe that that is correct, that and they partially, definitely outspent uh, the Republicans in a big way. And we and we were until recently the Republicans too split on 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 Herschel. I mean, we we didn't we didn't give him the organized support that we should. And I still think there is a little group of McConnell senators that almost preferred to lose the seat, figuring they're going to win in two years because the lineup is much more favorable to us in two years. And why have a, what they would consider a Trump Republican in the, in the Senate? I think there is a, unfortunately a split like that in the party, particularly with McConnell. But, how much does that hurt, Rudy? You know, you bring up a great point, um, because how much does it hurt the fact that rep- it seems like the Democrats, uh, even if they're not happy with the candidate, they kind of hold their nose and vote as a team. And yet there is such clear, obvious division um, within the GOP right now. It seems like so many different parties within one party and, you know, it, it, everything power in numbers. Uh, Democrats seem to vote as a block. Republicans have these like little kind of fiefdoms. And then you've got the yeah, Mitch McConnell yeah, yeah. in there. And, and Mitch McConnell actually pulled money, as you know, um, from the Blake Masters team. Remember, he ultimately lost there in the Arizona Senate race to use money to go up against Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska because he wanted to go up against a Trump candidate. I mean, it was like undermining how much is all of that uh, just, you know, if you don't have a cohesive team behind one single candidate, that's a disaster. It sure is, and particularly in a state, particularly in a state like uh, like Georgia, that's evenly. That, I mean, look at that vote. That vote is that's a fifty-fifty vote, right? It's one percent one way, one percent another. Uh, any little thing is going to throw it off. Uh, anybody could have. They they both had enough votes to win that election. It was just a matter of who was going to pull it out and who had more enthusiasm and unity. And it's quite obvious that Warnock did. And uh, Walker is sort of the victim of it because Herschel, Herschel is, a, is a great guy and would have made a great senator, uh, very underestimated and horribly attacked. Reminds me a little bit of what they did to General Baldock in uh, in uh, in Maine, who's a, a national hero. I mean, the guy in New, in New Hampshire. I'm sorry. Absolutely. No, I, I love uh, General Don Baldock. I know who you mean. You know, the you, guy, you the guy, had, the guy went, uh, five bronze stars. I mean, like you, I, don't, I don't know anybody that's won five bronze stars, and they made him into some kind of a monster. And it, it's a shame because we allow this to happen to our people, and then we don't stick with them. And it's hard to get. I mean, it makes it harder and harder to get good people to run. I can see how the Democrats would have a better appeal to a candidate that they yeah, well, you know, we're all with you, we're all going to stand with you, whereas we're going to say. Gee, McConnell may pull money out on you. Uh, look, does it make a difference? Sure. Is it? Cru- I mean, the biggest difference in this election, although we've lost sight of it, is the Republicans won the House. 
Uh, that so we look at we look at where things are right now, and where they're going to be after January first. And despite Biden saying he won, the net result of this election is he is somewhat less powerful now. He controlled both houses of Congress. Now he controls one a little bit more than he did before. But more important than that is he has no control over the other. And the other can completely veto him. And it will. The interesting thing is how well are the two Republican bodies going to work together? The House is is 100 percent new Republican. Even McCarthy has embraced that, and that's how he's going to have his leadership. McConnell is ancient Republican, right? and um, they're on a different they're they're on a different wavelength. I mean, that's sort of our problem. That's not going to help Biden very much because the House will block anything that Biden wants to do that's harmful to the country. And by the way, and everybody, we're talking to the great former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, you know, in terms of investigations after this bombshell by Elon Musk, uh, putting out some of the details just showing the collusion with the media clearly to suppress the Hunter Biden story. How big of a deal um, do you think it's going to be in terms of hearings, what they can get? They can now subpoena bank records. Uh, They can, you know, real estate records. I mean, there are so many things. Uh, How ugly and how tough is this going to get now for Biden? It's going to get very tough. don't Don't underestimate the group that now has control of the House. If they had had control of the House and not Paul Ryan in the way, we might not have had the impeachment. I mean, they were they were on their way to ripping apart the Russian collusion story, and Ryan just wouldn't give them subpoena power. I mean, you go, you, you look at Jordan and G- Gates, and I mean, they had they had. Uh, I mean, I I know it because I was the one who first brought out all of the Biden criminality. I, I gave it originally to to uh, uh, to John Solomon, who also had gotten some of it on his own. Then eventually I got the the hard drive and, and gave it to Miranda Devine. But the people in the House, and we'll, let's, let's use Jim Jordan as the focal point of it, uh, these are very, very committed people. They're people who were hurt greatly by what what happened with the Russian collusion situation. Uh, a couple of them almost had their careers ruined over it. And I think they realized the danger to the country. That it poses. So th- this is this is going to be very very difficult for Biden. I, I do not think the story they will let the story ebb away. It's going to just continue to grow. And I happen to know probably better than anyone that there's plenty more on that hard drive that uh, hasn't been emphasized. And when it comes out, one thing is worse than another. And I in mean, what areas? It, and and Rudy, not not to tip your hand too much, but in what areas are you talking about? From finances or? The interesting thing is a lot of it is out. It just gets emphasized. I mean, one of the things that's true, in a way, uh, his press secretary uh, said this is an old story. In some ways it is. Nobody paid attention to it before. I mean, if you go back, if you go back, I mean, I, I remember telling this whole story on Fox to Hannity two years ago. And I have it on podcasts. Go back a year ago, 
It's all there. It just keeps coming out. I don't think people realize the full dimension of it. The part that has more to, more to it than I had and is really getting developed is the China part. Uh, and it's the most disturbing because beyond a 30-year life of corruption, which Biden represents, I mean, that is an outrageous uh, a danger to our national security. But somehow we've lost any sense of patriotism and ignoring it. I just analogize it to this, Rita. Suppose Eisenhower or Kennedy or Reagan during the Cold War had taken $31 million from Russia. They'd have impeached. They'd have yeah. been thrown out. They'd have been in a heartbeat. Jail. I mean, they, they'd, have been put in a, they'd, they'd be in jail for something like treason. Well, that's what he did. He took, his family took $31 million. And by the way, that is without any doubt uh, the least, I mean, that's way less than he actually took. That's what can be proven. But you can prove that in a heartbeat. And, you know, uh, Rudy, at the same time, he's also been unbelievably soft on China. I mean, you know, 100%. to the point where he's on the phone with Xi Jinping and he's not even asking about the coronavirus, not talking about fentanyl. I mean, it's you like do, his behavior is unseemly, too. You want to do a quid pro quo chart, boy. On one side, you can put the money. On the other side, you could say, well, did he do anything for the money? My goodness, he did things that are breathtaking, like giving away Bagram Air Base 400 miles from China. I mean, you virtually have to be a traitor to do that. I mean, you could, imagine, imagine someday, God forbid, we're at war with China. American president's going to curse him. I mean, they're going to take his picture in the White House and burn it, if it not having that air base. Having an air base 400 miles from China, the strategic advantage of that is almost indescribable. I mean, in an era of nuclear, not nuclear, uh, uh, air, air war, missiles, timing, amount of time to react. You think of the dome in, uh, in Israel, it would be far more effective if they had more time. And it is very effective, but it would be far more effective if they had more time. Well, we have time. We're all the way on the other side of the Atlantic and the Pacific. And there we were, basically, right in China. And that was yeah, a hell it of is an shocking. And by the way, and we, we also know... Up, we didn't give I, up an old airbase. We gave up a yeah. modernized airbase with $85 billion worth of equipment. That's what I was just about to terrorists. say, Rudy, the $85 billion, That's shocking. And there's reports that the Taliban basically was selling it to China. I, I still never understood that $85 billion to me, why would you ever leave, you know, one dollar's worth of equipment to the Taliban? I mean, I feel like there's so much more to this story. Rudy, I love you. We unfortunately got to go to a, a break, no, but I, know, I just want to say how much job. I love having That's you on, Rudy. Take care. Me too. God thank bless. you, my, thank you, my friend, Bye-bye. so much. And wow, um, a lot more to come, as you just heard from Rudy, even though tonight Warnock, of course, wins. And the Democrats, as we knew, would still retain, you know, control of the Senate. This just enforces their lead just by another vote. But the House is in GOP hands and investigations are going to get heated there. And it's going to get really, really sticky with Hunter Biden. We're going to take your calls when we come back, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, coming up, we're going to talk about the fact that 
Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats held a big celebration today at Capitol Hill. Mitch McConnell should have been in Georgia instead was on Capitol Hill uh, and part of this ceremony where they awarded the congressional gold medals to basically the Capitol Hill police officers and their families, uh, those who were there on January 6th. And by the way, I am all for police officers, as you all know, getting the congressional gold medal. But what a bunch of hypocrites these Democrats are. They were treating every single one of these officers, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, the saints. And yet, if you were one of those officers, and there were many that were injured during the riots of 2020, she's never praised them. In fact, she was telling the rioters to keep on going. And rioters were beating officers with bricks on their heads, uh, you know, pounding. There were chairs that were slammed onto officers' heads. She's never condemned that. She has never praised the officers there. I think every single officer uh, and every single one of our military should be honored with whatever we can do. But be fair about how you're going to honor them. It's like these are the only officers that somehow Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats were just praising left and right all the way to the get them a congressional gold medal and yet peep zero about any of the officers that we have heard that have been dealing with extraordinarily difficult situations, including those horrible riots. And in those cases, those rioters were okay. They should just keep on going, even the ones that were beating and killing officers. And yet, if you happen to be there at the Capitol on January 6th, you'll get a congressional gold medal by Nancy Pelosi. What a bunch of political hogwash. And we're going to take your calls on that because, to me, the disparity is just disgusting. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We're talking, of course, now that the race, this is the big runoff, has been called just a little bit ago. And Raphael Warnock, the Democrat, has won re-election to the U.S. Senate seat in Georgia in a very tight race against Herschel Walker. Your thoughts about that and also what needs to change for the Republicans to start winning again in a much bigger way. They are getting the House, as you heard from Rudy Giuliani, and that is going to be a big deal because that investigation of Hunter Biden and Mayorkas and a whole bunch more is going to, I think, expose a whole bunch of bombshells. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy, line one. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts real quick. Yeah, we're not going to win races anymore, really, until the American people get educated to the war we're in. Our side views it as, I'm a Met fan, you're a Yankee fan. We root for our teams, and if you win, well, our oh, shucks. The other side views this as war. This is why when, when uh, Obama was first running for president, the, the Communist Party moved their headquarters out of New York to Chicago to help in the campaign because they have the best strategists. They have people that spend their entire lives working on this. So they have that unfair advantage. They, they were smart. Before they started winning like this, they got control of the media, the schools, the culture. They penetrated the churches. So they shape people's opinion, and then those people vote freely according to the propaganda put in their head. The Republican side still doesn't get it. 
We could start, and I know people are not going to like this, we could start by not interviewing Newt Gingrich and people like this. The people who ignored the revolution in this country for the last 33 years, whatever, it's going on 100 years, but the last 30 re, 32 years it intensified thanks to the changes that Gorbachev made in the world communist movement. If our side doesn't wake up, we're going to lose the country. It's going exactly as the enemy talked about it, as they wrote about it. I got and, and, and Jimmy, Jimmy, by the way, let's not forget the uh, 11 million that are in this country already, plus, I mean, a lot more now, uh, since we haven't counted all the new numbers of those who've come in and their plans about maybe giving amnesty. Uh, I mean, a blanket amnesty. That is what the Democrats are talking about. Uh, I mean, there clearly is a master, master, major plan here. And like you said, the Republicans need to wake up. They need to work together, too. This, like, Republican infighting is clearly you know, just killing the Republican Party. They got to figure out a candidate, come together and vote cohesively, or they're never going to stand a chance. If you're fighting amongst yourselves and the other side is cohesive, guess what's going to happen? They're going to get the numbers. And if they plan it like you're talking about. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show where we honor our great military, a beautiful story coming out of Dickinson, North Dakota, where the Dickinson Memorial Park pays homage to men and women who have served our country and specifically members of the U.S. military. It is a beautifully decorated park. It consists of 12 acres of land, and it is home to the Banshell and Stark County Veterans Pavilion and Memorial. And it was at that pavilion and memorial uh, that a number of different veterans and first responders were recognized in the last few days, and they were honored for their service and sacrifice by being recipients of a surprise donation of $5,000 each uh, from an anonymous donor. How cool is that? Uh, Each of them were surprised with that donation, and the anonymous donor requested to stay that way. Uh, But all they would say is that they just wanted to do something special for these incredible heroes. The donor, quote, said, All I can say is that these are veterans, and I wanted to personally make a difference in the lives of fellow veterans. Not a small difference, but a large one, and put a smile on their face. There were a number of other veterans who were also present, and as well, uh, they have now also a wall of honor saluting local heroes across the state of North Dakota by paying tribute to them on a digital indoor billboard, which is located in that area, so young and old can see the faces of many heroes from their own community. What a great, great story. And I love that story of that anonymous donor giving money to make a difference in the lives of veterans and first responders. Well, as all of you know, uh, I love our police and I love our veterans. Uh, But this, to me, was just amazing today. Here it is on Capitol Hill. And as we are talking about, of course, the Georgia Senate results and elections and so forth, everything the Democrats have to do, January 6th, it's January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. And in fact, Warnock even brought up January 6th uh, in the race against Herschel Walker. 
every single candidate somehow loops back to January 6th. That's like their talking point. And so today, you know, Mitch McConnell, who again, uh, you know, is in charge of the Republican senators, you would have thought he would have been in Georgia today. And instead, he was on Capitol Hill, along with Nancy Pelosi and others and Chuck Schumer, as they were honoring different members of the Capitol Hill Police Department and their families um, and tied to January 6th, those that were injured, uh, those that were defending the different rooms that were seen on videotape during, you know, play during some of the January 6th hearings. And Nancy Pelosi, because remember, she's in control. Well, she petitioned and got it so that members of the congressional and D.C. police forces tied basically to the Capitol Rotunda area that were protecting the Capitol on January 6th have now received congressional gold medals. I think that's great. I think those officers, obviously, that were there, they were trying to do the best they could. They were trying to do their jobs. And I think, obviously, it was a difficult, emotional situation, and they should be recognized. But what's so disgusting is the fact that all the officers that were defending American streets, like in the summer of 2020, and guess how many? There were more than 2,000 law enforcement officers that were injured in just the first few weeks of protests after the summer that was following the death of George Floyd. I mean, that's no small number. None of them have received the congressional gold honor. None of them have gotten accolades from the Democrats. The Democrats only are praising those who were at the Capitol on January 6th uh, because if they were doing something that the Democrats want to keep using in campaign ads and everything left and right, well, now they've deserved the Congressional Gold Medal. But if you were fighting in American streets and getting seriously injured, and some of them, let's not forget David Dorn was killed, remember? It was the off-duty officer, the retired officer who was defending that store. Uh, and there were many who were seriously, seriously injured. I mean, huge issues were happening during that time. There were what, 700 protests. I mean, that's enormous. 574 were declared riots, contrary to what MSNBC says and CNN says. But if you look at all the numbers there, none of those people got a congressional gold medal. None of them even got, like, praise from Nancy Pelosi. She was, like, pushing and pushing and pushing. And yet today... Boy, the ones that were supporting uh, Nancy Pelosi's view about the Capitol and defending the Capitol that day, well, those are heroes. The others are just nobodies and not important because she doesn't care about officers on a day-to-day basis. But if she can use them for her own political advantage, well, guess what? Then they get the Congressional Gold Medal. Here she is at the ceremony today. Take a listen. On January 6th, we all witnessed the gleeful desecration of our temple of democracy and a violent insurrection against our republic. Our congressional community knows profound terror of that day firsthand. And then she starts quoting the Gettysburg Address. Lincoln stood on the ground consecrated by the blood of patriots and spoke to the duty to defend democracy. Let us recall his words. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that we are here highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, 
and that a government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Shall not perish from the earth. No matter what the assault, as we saw on January 6th. Thank you to our heroes for being us with, with us today and thank all of you for joining us as we canonize these heroes in the pantheon of patriots. Oh, beautiful for patriots' dreams. May God bless them and their families. God bless you and your families. May God bless the United States of America. And guess who was there? Senator Mitch McConnell who should have been in Georgia, by the way, but take a listen to what he said. When circumstances make everyone else think of safety first, they put theirs last. And when an unhinged mob tried to come between the Congress and our constitutional duty, the Capitol Police fought to defend not just this institution, but our system of self-government. And listen to Maxine Waters. If you haven't remembered what she was saying, this is in the summer of 2020. The height of protests are going on and on and on. Officers are getting beaten. Uh, there were some who died. There were so many, I mean, a horrible image. I think of so many of, you know, the Chief Terry Monahan getting beaten at the bridge in Brooklyn. Remember that? I mean, they're just these horrible stories. And this was the kind of rhetoric from the Democrats back then. Listen to what they were saying. They were encouraging those protesters that were beating and targeting officers. And they said nothing to defend the officers. If anything, they were riling up the protesters saying, keep going. Listen to Maxine Waters. And, you know, people don't like protests. They are afraid of protests. But, of course, uh, this is what is guaranteed to us by our Constitution that we should be able to do. And sometimes all of the attention is on the violence that sometimes is caused or uh, some of the wreckage that's caused by some of the protesters. But that is minor in relationship to the numbers who are on the positive side of this and talking about change. And so I hear what the judge is saying, but, you know, tradition has not worked for us. Tradition hasn't worked for us. So go out and loot and burn and beat officers and just kind of keep on going. No problem with that whatsoever. And never acknowledge the heroism of those officers who had leaders in many liberal cities that were encouraging those protests. And they were in many cases told to stand down and basically take it, if you will. And that's why so many officers across this country quit because their jobs were just so unbelievably difficult. It was just disgusting. And though yet today, here she is heralding these with the greatest honor basically they could ever receive, the Congressional Gold Medal. And again, I'm all for every single officer and every single veteran uh, first responders, uh, I think all of you, men and women, you guys are heroes. Uh, every single one of you should receive a congressional gold medal. But don't just give it to those who happened to be at the Capitol that day and obviously had a very difficult job. Give it to every officer. How dare you Democrats suddenly make it sound, oh, these are the greatest. And yet let's just pretend that those riots that happened in the summer of 2020 basically never happened. There were 700 protests nationwide 
think about the amount of violence, destruction. Many cities haven't even come back since the protests. Many officers haven't come back because they've had such severe injuries. And yet the Democratic Party, shame on them, encouraged those protests and have never heralded those officers. They heralded the hoodlums. They heralded the people that were looting and stealing and beating the officers And yet today they have the audacity to sit there and say, these officers saved the Democrats, saved the Republic. They're the greatest things in the world. And silence when it comes to all the other officers across this country. And how about all the racial smears Kamala Harris has said about officers, basically the racism in their hearts and and the disparity in the way that they have treated people. They have smeared them and maligned police departments with the kind of damage that is lasting generations. I mean, there are so many departments that have still not come back as a result of the smearing by Democrats and still defunding efforts that happen to this day that they never go out and condemn. They try to pretend, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And yet today they talk to these these officers like they're heroes and yet no mention of any other officers across this country. That is so politically expedient and just so shameful. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to George um, in Oceanside, Line 8. Go ahead, George, your thoughts about this. Yeah, my thought is that your last caller really hit the nail on the head that we have to really, they, they got control of everything. But the worst thing they got control of was the media, because all of this is political theater with this January 6th thing. But 20 years from now, people are not going to be able to look back and know what we know. They're not going to realize that Mitch McConnell only comes out when it's time to bash Trump. Otherwise, you never hear from this guy. Where was he during the whole last year when everything was going on with the midterms? You never heard from him because he was working behind the scenes to rig an election for Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. Yeah, and by the way, so that was that was outrageous. The truth. Until the media can tell the truth, 90% of it is left, and that is going to destroy this country. Yeah, and it's, and, it, and by the way, George, and George, it's clearly also destroying the Republican Party because they are fighting amongst themselves. You hit it really, really on the head. Uh, George, thank you very much. Let's go to BJ on line one. BJ, your thoughts about this because George is a- actually right. I mean, Mitch McConnell's MIA, and I'm all for heralding officers. I think, you know, anytime you can honor any of those, you know, our first responders, our police, veteran, fire, uh, you name it. Um, I'm all for it. But the fact that here it is also on Georgia on the day of a runoff, I mean, he should be helping Herschel Walker and he should tell Nancy Pelosi, listen, I'm thrilled to be honoring these officers, but let's also give out awards to all the officers that are out there on the streets during the riots, too. Let's also give them to officers that every single day are defending communities. For some reason, she seems to skip over those, B.J., Yep. Well, here it is. Uh, we're, we're uh, you know, I find it very ironical that uh, she was offered uh, National Guard's troops to protect January 6th and she refused them. And here she is uh, awarding people and using the police as a political prop. Uh, all of the police since the summer of 2020, uh, most of them that were enforcing the law and doing the job, got tired of of not being supported. In my humble opinion, and this is just my opinion, if you want to talk about insurrections, which 
what happened on January 6th wasn't an insurrection by definition. The real insurrection happened in this country in the summer of 2020. The country was transformed. And you're seeing it in our elections, Rita. You're seeing elections like in Georgia, where Herschel Walker was 10 times the candidate that Calvin Butts' protege, uh, Raphael Warnock, was. And yet he lost. Why did he lose? Because of three reasons, in my opinion, in the short term. You had Mitch McConnell, who didn't support him. You had Ronald McDonald that didn't support. And you had Chris Christie blowing his mouth about how Herschel Walker would be dragged across the finish line for the first time in his career. So uh, anybody that Trump supports, Mitch McConnell is against. Mitch McConnell is the best friend a Democrat ever had. All of these, I call them swamplicans, these these checks pants, old-style Republicans that want to hold on to power. This is why they don't want a guy like Herschel Walker in, because he shakes them up. This is the same story happened in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz can't get on, back on TV now because they, 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 they're punishing him for running for Senate because he dared uh, uh, rise up. So uh, this is where we're at now. We saw a transformation in this country in the summer of 2020. Jimmy's right. Last caller, George, very insightful. Uh, we got to start taking these elections seriously. I think we, we really need to get involved with the Convention of States movement, uh, which limits government spending, which limit, puts term limits on these people. This guy, Schum, has been here for 41 years. Grassley's been there 47. You got guys there that that have been there. They're older. They they've been in the almost older than most of the people I know. Although, so let me tell you, let me tell you, I saw Chuck Grassley, by the way, uh, BJ, when I remember I was in Washington for um, actually the Congressional Gold Medal, as it turns out, for the Merchant Mariners, who, boy, do those guys deserve it, that whole group of unsung heroes, many of them in World War II. Saw Chuck Grassley at that time near the World War II Memorial he is sharp as a tack. I mean, that guy can run marathons around Joe Biden. I mean, it's like, you know, talk about, you know, so sometimes age, um, you know, in his case, he's still extremely sharp, cognizant, was remembering, you know, oh, Rita, I remember X years ago and X years ago. I mean, he would basically almost remember what I wore or what I had for breakfast that day. I mean, it was really pretty amazing. Joe Biden can't remember what he's wearing at the moment. So uh, there's a lot of issues. Uh, BJ, great points, though. You're right about Mitch McConnell. I think he has been so incredibly destructive to the Republican Party. And that sort of division, and I say sort of eating your own because that sort of fight within the GOP, there's no way you can win. If the Democrats were doing what we're seeing on the Republican side with Mitch McConnell, if they had sort of a Mitch McConnell equivalent, if you would, um, on the Democratic side that was doing that much destruction, spending money against other candidates, you know, one GOP versus the other uh, to curry favor, even if the other person was ahead, uh, but he puts it towards the one that he wants. Um, because the other one's a Trump candidate or he doesn't like that person or whatever it is, uh, the Democrats would be in much greater disarray. Um, and somebody needs to say to Mitch McConnell, listen, do you want to win? Or uh, is the whole game with him just to stay in pattern no matter, no matter what? Power for himself versus power for the party? Boy, is that incredibly selfish and incredibly destructive. We're going to continue your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Show. 
And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Again, if you're just tuning in, Raphael Warnock has won the U.S. Senate seat in Georgia, keeping it in Democratic hands, beating the Heisman Trophy winner, Herschel Walker. Uh, And I'm looking at the latest numbers here as we're talking. uh, Warnock, 51.2%. Walker, 48.8%. Uh, still waiting for a few more counties to come in, but it is 98% in and has been called uh, for Warnock, but a very, very close race. Uh, what do you think happened there? And also, what is your reaction to the Democrats? By the way, uh, Warnock, as we were just talking, is left of the left of the left, um, and he is now remaining as the U.S. Senator. And then you got Nancy Pelosi today honoring uh, the officers that were there at the Capitol on January 6th and the rest of the officers around the country, well, to heck with you is basically her philosophy. And that, to me, just shows how politically disgusting this has become. Uh, let's go to Teddy um, in Yonkers. Teddy, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Hey, Teddy, you there? Teddy, call us back. We lost you there. All right, Teddy, we lost you. Let's go to Tom uh, in Boston. Tom, your thoughts. Oh, you know, Rita, listen, I hate to I disagree with Jimmy, but I'm telling you, communism does not work. And uh, Mao, Mao and uh, China, you know, communism does not work at all. So China and Russia. And by the, by, the way, I, by the way, Jimmy's not a fan of communism. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. These are fascist countries, Rita. These are not communist countries. These are fascist countries. And we're so close to being fascist ourselves. They got rid of freedom of speech with this uh, misinformation. And if they can get rid of the Second Amendment in this country, we're officially a fascist country. The fascists have got most of the world, uh, control most of the world now, I think. And uh, down in South America, there's this fascist countries there, and they're all around the world. They, that's what they, the whole thing is. Like well, you know, the sad thing is, and Tom, and, and by the way, Tom, thank you for the call. But I but I hear what you're saying, because some of these uh, folks uh, seem to also, uh, you know, love those other nations. And they certainly, you know, coddle them or at least they're not taking them to task. And that is a huge, huge issue um, of what's going on in this country. And some of the things that you were just talking about. Um, you know, their solution, as you talk about the Democrats, everything is guns, 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 as opposed to, you know, let's get the guns out of illegal gun owners and let's make sure criminals, even if they're mild offenses, that they're punished so they don't do it again. Uh, they seem to forget about the criminals and they seem to focus, you know, much more on making sure that the criminals have it a little easier as opposed to the victims. They seem to care less about making sure that they get punished, the criminals. It, it's it is shocking. And I think we're I think we're in some really tough territory, especially the next two years. But listen, the GOP has the House and they will keep a lot of things in check. Uh, real quick, Norman, just a few seconds left. I want to make sure I get to you, Norm. Norm, your thoughts about yeah, it. No, I, I, Rita, I just think it's shameful that they awarded gold medals to the Capitol cops for that uh, January 6th murder of an unarmed person named Ashley Babbitt, while other protesters sit in prison for two years without any due justice. And, and by the way, Norm, thanks for the call. By the way, uh, Trump the other day said that if he retakes the White House, he would probably pardon all of those protesters that are getting those extended sentences. And you heard what I said. What about the rest of the officers around the country? we got to be praising them.
The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.